Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Hey, what is that saying that you have to hear that one ad over and over and over and over when you're watching, I think, Netflix? where all those millions of people come on and say, the more you know. Okay, the more you know, I am still living with COVID, but much better than I was last week. Oh, last week. With that superstar, Ty Herndon, of course. Wouldn't it be when I have a country star that's so famous? But the good news is he also had COVID. Well, I mean, that's not good for him that he had COVID. Just saying he also had COVID. Um, But I'm getting better. I'm on the mend. That's what matters. Uh, But you know, I'd never miss this show. Forget that. Because I love all my listeners. I got to tell you, I can't believe it. I'll go somewhere people will say, oh, I listened to your show. It's really great. Do you know how much that means to me that you listen to this show? It's because of you that we're able to keep spreading the news about quality of life and employment and what's happening in the news and disability rights for people with disabilities. It's because of you. You are all champions as far as I'm concerned. And shout out to my friends around the world. Oh my goodness, I can never believe how many countries listen to this show and new countries listening to the show with 17 listeners from China to Saudi Arabia. What about that? And as I always say, even if there's only one listener, one in that country, that matters because you can spread the news to others so they listen to the show. You know, that's something I'm going to work on. I want to work with the State Department to get this show out everywhere because people with disabilities around the world, they need encouragement. They need to know they matter. So I'm going to work on that, which reminds me of my close friend who thinks of everything. So I know, Richard Roberts, you'll have an idea about this. But my friend Richard Roberts in Brazil with the State Department, just love him so much. Carla, you're lucky to have him there. Wait till you see when I see him in Brazil. How thrilled I will be. I love him. And Ganyang Cho in South Korea. And Cheryl Harris at the U.S. State Department. And Benjamin in Kazakhstan. And all the other people from all the other countries. Special shout out to you, Yoshiko Dart. And thank you to my sponsor, Highmark. So you know what? I'm going to get right into it so that I'm not coughing the entire time. (coughs) We have today two of my favorite people, Scott Hammerstrong and Leanne Thomas, and we're going to be talking about the Bender Leadership Academy. Scott, I'm starting with you. Why don't you tell our listeners what you do and how this all got started? 
Oh, absolutely. And good afternoon, Joyce. And I'm so glad that you are feeling better and recovering from COVID. Um, well, Joyce, I have been working with you since uh, about 16 years now. And as you know, I always had a passion to help young people with disabilities. And one of the things I started doing when I first worked with you is helping um, coordinate Disability Mentoring Day. And, and then we um, kept adding and adding some programs for, uh, for youth with disabilities. And then in 2018, we decided to make a nonprofit organization called Bender Leadership Academy. So I am, uh, I started taking over about in 2020, and I'm the, the manager of programs and partnerships for, for Bender Leadership Academy. So I'm responsible for all the, the, the programs and all the partnerships, um, fundraising, special events, um, and development, and everything in between to make sure that uh, that the nonprofit is running smoothly and managing the, our board of directors and also the uh, all of our committees. And what Bender Leadership Academy is, or our goal, is to increase the long-term competitive employment for youth with disabilities. Uh, we deliver uh, competency-building programs that enable students with disabilities to engage in educational empowerment work opportunities. We celebrate their successes, and we set and achieve career journey goals for our students. But I know we've been doing this uh, officially since 2018, but we've been doing, like I said, programs for uh, helping young people for over 20 years with you and Leanne. Yes, that's true, Scott. We just love you. And Scott's right. He told me from when I first hired him. How many years ago, Scott? Um, about 16 years. 16 years ago. That his passion, you know, was working with young people. And now here he is. I'm going to tell you, he is awesome. Scott Hammerstrong is awesome. And he loves loves these students see that's that's really what that's where the rubber meets the road having passion for these young people but it is amazing really an amazing story how we got started and I have another amazing person that I think the world of my chief of staff Leanne Thomas with us but what many of you may not know is how far back our relationship goes and how Leanne in history will be remembered as the person that really got the Bender Leadership Academy in place. How about that? So Leanne, welcome to the show. Thanks, Joyce. I appreciate you having me on, but I have to start out by saying how awesome it is that this is the 20th anniversary of your show. Oh, yes, it is. Thank you so much, Leanne. Hard to believe, but I am so proud to say this is the 20th anniversary. Thank, thank you. Hey, Leanne, let's start with how you know me. People may think you yeah. know me because of working for me, what, is it 10 years now? Yeah, so I'm lucky enough to uh, be Joyce's chief of staff, and I've now been with Bender for 10 years. Um, before that, actually worked for Computer Sciences Corporation, and that's how I met Joyce. Um, after I retired, Joyce said, come work for us, and I'm thrilled to be a part of the team. But when I was working at CSC, this goes back to 1998. We were a customer of Bender's, 
on located in Delaware, wanted to hire people with disabilities. So we reached out to Joyce and the team to start that initiative um, and started in Delaware and then worked across the U.S. to Canada in placing people with disabilities. It was a great, a great partnership and still continues to be. But when I was at CSC, I was on an advisory team, the Department of Education here in Delaware. And it was uh, leaders, the Department of Education, it was schools, companies all together trying to figure out what can we do to help students with disabilities get hired. So the big discussion about that, and one of the things they said, I don't understand why they're not getting hired. And I said, because you're not teaching them what I call soft skills. You're not teaching them how to interview, how to be prepared for it, how they should dress, uh, public speaking, even little things like making sure that your message on your phone is appropriate when a company calls to want to talk to you about a job. So in thinking about that, you should not come up with an issue without coming up with how could you fix it. So when I was there, I said, you know what? I happen to know somebody I think would be awesome in doing this and creating a program to help students with disabilities. Go talk to the person and see if she'd be interested. That person was Joyce Bender. So I talked to Joyce about it, and she said, yeah, let's talk about it. So we got the school, Joyce um, and myself, CSC would be the sponsor of the program here in Delaware, where we would bring in students four times to teach them how to be prepared for work, and at the last class, they would actually have a graduation. And that's how it all started, with that one conversation. So it's been over 20 years when that when this program started and it's grown and developed. And we still have it here in Delaware. And I'm proud to say that Joyce and Scott will both be here in Delaware next month for the Delaware uh, Bender Leadership Academy graduation. The students are Looking so thrilled to, to have Joyce come in personally to be there for it. I love these students, Leanne. I love them. From when I met them, I love them. Leanne knows. I said, okay, I'll do this for one year. And uh, here I am all these years later. As Leanne said, since 1998 or when we started this, I went with Mary. We went to Delaware. We did all of these classes. And people would always ask me, why are you doing these on a volunteer basis, I said, because it means so much to me. You know, it means so much to me. But to think you're helping these students who have been bullied, the bar lowered, not encouraged. Oh, it is so awesome to see what happens. See, we start with, when I go to Delaware, before any one student meets me, and we still do this in the classes, you have to give a speech. What it takes to be a good employee. I mean, your first class, you already have that assignment. And you have to give a speech at each of the classes. So there's a class, the first class on initiative. Then there's the in-between month with homework. You know, there's a class on bullying, and there's in-between class. There's class on job preparation, which is so awesome. 
uh, and then there's an in-between class and then the graduation. And when these students graduate, I'm not kidding. You would think when they get this certificate that they graduated from CMU. They invite their family. They're so thrilled. And everything is about raising the bar, encouragement, leadership, dealing with bullying, and getting a job. It's all about getting a job. And as Leanne said, we started in Delaware with CSC, and we still are in Delaware uh, now with the school district, the network school district. And uh, we uh, we started a class at Highmark with Pittsburgh Public Schools, and we started one at uh, Calgon Carbon with Beaver Area Schools, and one at Cavestro with Fox Chapel School District. And we had this going so much that we finally said, okay, look, this has to be a not-for-profit so we can really help even more uh, children. And that's how the Bender Leadership Academy came to be. But we, because of COVID, had to do so many virtual that we actually had to add classes. And Scott, how many classes do we have? Um, we have around uh, 11 different classes with student leaders and advanced student leaders um, each month. So instead of doing four classes in person you know, with COVID, we made them virtual, made them shorter. So we do seven classes. We do one a month, and, but we have seven different areas, and we have uh, students from all over Pennsylvania now who participate um, because a lot of it is virtual. So the more students will be able to, uh, were able to participate. And Scott, uh, these classes, what are some of the things that you, it isn't just work preparation. I know there's a lot of things. For example, don't you have the Jarrett Community Engagement? We do have the Jarrett Community Engagement, but one of the things I, I want to say is, is confidence. You know, if you sit in on class one, um, and go all the way to class seven with graduation and to see these students grow. Each class, they have to speak in front of uh, us and prepare speeches, and uh, and you can see them getting better and better, and uh, they're confident growing uh, with all the things that they're learning in this class. And and you're right. So we um, we have instituted in our curriculum the Jarrett Community Engagement. So we want our students to be leaders in the community, especially when they graduate and know the importance of voting and how to register to the vote and make sure that your polling places are accessible and to be a self-advocate for themselves and to stick up for themselves. And we are very fortunate to partner with uh, Valerie Jarrett, um, who used to be in President Obama's administration. Um, and with your, your friendship with her, we've partnered with them and uh, with her and, um, uh, instituted this uh, about two years ago into all of our programs, and it's been uh, uh, wonderful. So I know tomorrow we have our advanced student leaders class, and that's uh, one of the things that we'll be talking about is uh, uh, is the voting process. So very looking forward to tomorrow's class. And, Scott, I don't know if you saw this, but last Sunday, I think it was in the Post-Gazette, the story about how people with disabilities have a hard time getting to vote. And what it was about 
is that many voting uh, polls still are not accessible, which is so amazing. So something we're going to be doing, uh, and I know you work with RevUp, uh, is making sure that voting booths are accessible for our students that can vote. Yeah. Yeah, we just had one of our RevUp Pennsylvania Coalition meetings this morning, and that was one of the things that we we're talking about because we have a, an election here in Pennsylvania on May 16th. And one, there, um, there are still a lot of places within Pennsylvania that are not accessible for people to, for able them to vote. And, and number two, we're always looking for poll workers. There's a big shortage of poll workers, especially for uh, people who speak multiple languages or someone who has a disability as well that understands um, that could help or assist uh, voters. Wow. Well, that's, that is a good opportunity for people with disabilities that they didn't have before. Absolutely. And I want to go back to something you said. Leanne, Scott was talking about how the students change. When we have taught those classes in Delaware, isn't it amazing how they change from when they first meet me to when they graduate? Oh, it is amazing how they learn and grow through that class. When they come to the first class, as Joyce mentioned, they actually have to give a speech. And you can just see how they're very nervous. They don't want to volunteer to be the first person, um, you know, to give their speech. But nobody ever, none of the students ever complain. I have to say that, Joyce, and anything you've asked them to do for homework or as part of the class, they know what by having somebody such as Joyce Bender there teaching them. So in the first class, they're very, very nervous. But by the end, oh, my goodness, you, you know, when it's time to give speeches, questions, their hands are up right away. Um, they love having that chance because now that the group as a whole has grown, and now they have a whole network of people that have gone through the class that they can reach out to. So they have their own little network um, uh, that have been through the same, you know, class, learn together. And it's just amazing that when we've had graduations and have parents there, they'll go, is that really my child? I can't believe that they would get up and speak. I can't believe how much they've learned. And when they come home from the class, they're just telling me how much, you know, what was taught in the class, what they learned, what Miss Bender said. So it, it's just amazing from the very beginning to graduation of how much they've learned and grown. Yes, and I know you've heard me talk about this so many times, but Ruth was one of those students, and she, as Leanne said, everyone's required, no pity, to give this speech, and Ruth goes up, and she, oh my goodness, she looked like she was going to pass out. She was so nervous, but she made it. But then the next class, she was a little bit better, and I spoke up and I said, hey, Ruth, what are you going to do? Take my place. You're going to take my spot here. Well, by the last class, guess what she's telling everyone? Hey, if you need someone to help you, uh, I can help you out. I'll never forget when I looked out the window after her graduation speech, and she had this huge smile on her face. I'll never forget that. Uh, and that's that's what makes all of this worthwhile. Hey, Scott, before I forget, I wanted you to mention we have a walk coming up, right? 
We do have a walk coming up. It's called the Heimlich Walk for a Healthy Community. And um, this is the first year that um, Bender Leadership Academy is going to be participating. There's a whole bunch of nonprofit organizations who will get together, and Heimlich does all the logistics and organizes it. And it's going to be on Saturday, May 13th, uh, in the morning, uh, down in Pittsburgh by the North Shore near Stage AE. Um, so we're, we're looking for walkers, we're looking for people who be interested in donating to Bender Leadership Academy. And all you have to do is go to www.walkforahealthycommunity, uh, go to Pittsburgh, because uh, they have locations throughout Pennsylvania, and then find uh, all the organizations are there, look for Bender Leadership Academy. Uh, please sign up for a team or a walk, walk individually or just donate. Uh, we're trying to make a, a big impact for um, for Bender Leadership Academy with this walk this year. Yeah, please do. Saturday, I know. May 13th. Saturday, May 13th in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And uh, I know our company is going to be making a contribution. I hope all of you make a contribution. How do they do that, Scott? How do you make a contribution? Um, the, yeah, if they go to the walk, you can uh, donate or sign up for the walk. And that is... Um, walkforahealthycommunity.org, or if you want to just donate um, to Bender Leadership Academy, you can just go to benderleadership.org uh, uh, and, uh, and donate there. But we really want, want people to sign up and uh, for the walk, and if you donate over $30, I know you get a T-shirt. Um, so more people, the merrier. So please sign up or get a team together and support Bender Leadership Academy. Yes. Don't forget. That's very important. Make sure you do that. Um, and Leanne, I know they have a lot of community events in Delaware, uh, but don't you think, Leanne, because I know, wow, how what you used to do with United Way, don't you think that also builds camaraderie at companies? Oh, it does. Um, we've talked about it before. When I worked for CSC, I worked for DuPont. And when you have an event like that, everybody rallies together to help that initiative and help that cause a part of it. You know, we would go out and, you know, clean areas up or, you know, do mentoring for students. But it always, you always felt great and had the feeling that you were making a difference in the community. Yeah, and, and it is. It's good. It's good to give back. It's good to give back. And, and surely, Highmark has done a lot for us. Not only are they the sponsor of this show, it is Deb Rice Johnson at Highmark. They gave us $100,000 to get started, to get the academy started. And Highmark has been a great contributor ever since then. They never stopped, never stopped. Uh, and we think so highly of them. So, Scott, we got a lot of things going on there. But one of my favorites, as you know, I love being on the board of directors of the CLO here in Pittsburgh with all these great musicals and we've been here for so long and we're so known nationally, but we got a special thing going on with him. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, absolutely, Julie. So we um, partnered up, Bender Leadership Academy partnered up with the Pittsburgh CLO um, to create what's called an art accessibility program. And art accessibility will have something for everyone, whether you love to sing and act or if you're just looking for a way to, to try something new, 
Um, students would have loads of fun singing and pretending to be different characters, all of which helped build your confidence and enhance your skills to in, to speak in front of others. So we just had our first um, classes finished up. Uh, we had uh, four or five Saturdays in March. It was um, virtual, and we had a bunch of students from Bender Leadership Academy who attended, and the CLO had a couple teachers um, who uh, ran the classes. So it was a wonderful partnership, and, um, and I know the students got a lot out of it because uh, we want our students not only to be ready for the world of work and be prepared, we want them to be well-rounded students and uh, and to offer the arts because a lot of times the schools take away arts programs or music programs. So we wanted to incorporate that into some of our curriculum as well. Yeah, and I will say that I believe that builds confidence. I really do. I believe that builds confidence. Uh, and I am a big believer in the arts. So I support in Pittsburgh the ballet, the symphony, and of course I'm on the board of the CLO. But arts is so important to our society and certainly to these students. Well, here we are on the half hour uh, and it is time for our news break with my favorite, Perry Jude Radisic, CEO of Disability Rights PA, and also involved with RevUp. Hey, Perry, welcome to the show. Hey, Joyce. Yeah, I love RevUp. I, I, I love Gerald and Scott's uh, leadership. It was great uh, to uh, work with both of them earlier this morning. They do a great job. Thank you. It's so, so important. Thank you. It's so important. So what news do you have for us today, Perry? Well, uh, this is an announcement from the President's Committee for People with Intellectual Disabilities. Uh, the President's Committee is going to hold a virtual meeting uh, just around the corner. It's on Monday, May 1st uh, from 12 to 5 p.m. Now, the committee's going to meet and discuss uh, Home and community-based services, which is really important. And Joyce, just to lead into next week, I know President Biden was making an announcement at 2 o'clock today uh, to improve long-term care and child care services. And so we'll cover that uh, next week on um, Disability Matters. Uh, but the committee is going to discuss home and community-based services. Uh, the committee had determined that the members would focus their first report to President Biden on home and community-based services. It's so critical that we, we have a, a strong home and community-based services program in our country. Uh, so in addition to that, members are also going to talk about direct support professionals, competitive integrated employment, and federal support programs. Now, stakeholder input is is always encouraged for this meeting. And there's a form that they want us to use uh, so that we can give them our feedback. If you go to disabilityrightspa.org right now, click on today's Advocacy Matters segment, we have a link to the public feedback form for the President's Committee for People with Intellectual Disabilities. Abilities. Now, this committee is really important. It dates back to Lyndon B. Johnson in 1966. It serves as a federal advisory board to the President and the Secretary of Health and Human Services 
on issues relating to persons with intellectual <laughs> disabilities. Now, President Biden reestablished the committee. When he did, he appointed a Pennsylvanian to that committee, Sean A. Leong, who is the only Pennsylvania member, and he is a self-advocate and student at Temple University. Oh, that is Advocacy awesome. Advocacy matters. It is, and Sean's uh, terrific. We want people to attend the meeting. We want the public to submit comments to the committee. So, again, if you want to attend the virtual meeting, you have to register. And if you want to submit public comment, you got to go through the link that we provide. So go to disabilityrightspa.org, find the link to register and submit your public comment. And, again, Joyce, next week we'll talk about what the president um, issued in terms of his executive order uh, today at 2 o'clock. Oh, thank you. I can't wait. Thank you for keeping us up to date. And one more time, where do they go to find out about this, Perry? Uh, Joyce, uh, go to disabilityrightspa.org. Click on today's Advocacy Matters segment. It's on our homepage, and you can get all the information. And you see all these great things Perry's doing. So when you go there... Make a contribution. Hey, Perry, thank you so much for calling in today. Thanks, Joyce. It's great to hear Scott on the radio. How about that, Scott? You're famous. (laughs) You are famous. So is Leanne. Okay. Well, I'm talking about my favorite subject, which is the uh, Bender Leadership Academy. But Scott... You have that digital access at work program. Could you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we actually have been partnering up with a company called AudioEye, and we are teaching our students with disabilities um, digital accessibility. So we are having a, a class in the summer. And, again, we're going to teach them about, I think, Joyce, you said over 95% of all websites are not accessible. Um, yes, you know, it there's is. There's a lot of documents over. that are not accessible. Yep. So we're teaching our students the basics of uh, accessibility because that is um, a great career, uh, especially in the gig economy. And then our students who graduate from our digital access at work class they can uh, go on and get additional training through AudioEye, and then which is paid training, and they can do um, projects or um, you know, while they're in school um, to um, make sure the documents or websites are accessible. So um, it's a great paying opportunity, and um, that our students with disabilities uh, have an opportunity to do. And again, we'll be having a class uh, coming up this summer. And Leanne, how important do you think that is to get that experience to prepare you for work? It's invaluable experience to help you, you know, get an understanding of what is expected in the work. And I think it gives the students confidence to have that and then, and then get that job, be working there. Um, Anything that we can do to help the students be prepared and this is, a, this is a great opportunity, and I think, Scott, you're doing a great job with it, and the students are really learning a lot. So uh, anything that we can do 
be better prepared and have the skills to start, I think is awesome. Well, I agree with you, Leanne. Uh, to have, you know, to have that experience that you know prepares you for the world of work, uh, and be able to work with this company, Audio, is critical. And may I say, great to have on your resume. Uh, and Scott, I forgot to ask you this, but if any company, any uh, schools in Pittsburgh. Like if someone gives this show to them, a teacher, a transitional coordinator, and they're interested in being part of the academy, what do they do? Um, easiest way to do is probably just contact me. So you could call my phone number. My work number is 412-446-4448 or email me at shammerdrum at benderleadership.org. And there's also more information on our website, which is BenderLeadership.org. Uh, you can go on there and contact, contact us from there as well. Well, something that I just mentioned that I had Ty Herndon on the radio show, uh, and that was to talk about Not Ashamed. Let's start with the Mary Brocker Mental Health Initiative. Do you want to tell everyone about that, Scott? Yeah, absolutely. So we started the, the Mary Barker Mental Health Initiative, um, I think, in 2020. And we broke that down into sort of like three components. We have a mental fitness training, uh, which become empowered to talk about mental health, engage in healthy mind habits that build skills and self-compassion and coping and resiliency. We want students to learn to identify and understand emotions of what they tell us and explore where thoughts come from and how to process them in a healthy way. Um, we also are talking about mental health advocacy, so understanding what it means to be an advocate, uh, learn about current civil rights issues for people with mental health disabilities, and hear presentations from community partners about mental health advocacy, and explore actions that youth advocates can take to bring about change that address stigma of mental health. Uh, so this mental health, uh, mental fitness training and mental health advocacy, we're adding them into all of our curriculum um, because it's so vital, especially since uh, 2020 with COVID, um, just the isolation for students, uh, mental health um, with students has just skyrocketed. Um, and the third part of our campaign, we call it the Not a Shame campaign. Or, um, and what we're trying to do is reduce stigma around mental health disabilities. We're empowering youth with mental health disabilities to take pride in who they are and create a community of allies dedicated to ending the myths around mental health disability and celebrate the intersectionality of lived experience and mental health disability. Um, Mary Brocker, who we love, um, she mentioned we must create a world where mental fitness conversations are as commonplace as those about nutrition and exercise. It is only by sharing that message that both mental health and physical fitness are part of the quality of life where we can break down stigma. And as I mentioned, um, one in four adults have a mental health disability. Seven out of 10 teens report a mental health struggles, And suicide is the second leading cause of death in young people the ages of 15 and 24. Um, 
So we've created this uh, campaign, and we're asking people to create a 15 to 20-second video just on your cell phone um, and say, Hi, I'm Scott Hammerstrom, and I have a mental health disability, and I am not ashamed. Or if you're just an ally, if you know somebody who has a mental health disability, to support them, to make that video, send it into Bender Leadership Academy. We're trying to get that out on social media and spread the word and try to end the stigma uh, for people who have a mental health disability. Yeah, and Mary, Mary died August 10th, 2021. It is the worst thing that ever happened to me, ever. And uh, Mary was the president of Bender, but she was my extremely close friend for 22 years, traveled with me around the world. Uh, just a total beacon of life. There will never be another Mary. I used to tell Mary that Pink wrote that song for her, Get the Party Started, because Mary was Get the Party Started. She And she was, she loved you know, she lived with clinical depression 40 years. She loved high school students living with mental health disabilities, and she was determined to help them. Uh, that's why we started the Mary Brocker Mental Health Initiative. Once again, PNC and Highmark both donated money without being asked uh, when Mary passed away and we started this Mary Brocker mental health initiative and that not a shame campaign and i gotta tell you it goes back to eve hill the chair of the board of basilon center on mental health law and also uh, a really national disability rights leader for people living with uh, mental health disabilities and i called her i said i want to do something what do you think is the biggest thing i could do she said, get out of the shadows, not be ashamed, you have a mental health disability. And I said, that's it, hashtag not ashamed. You know, and if you go, you won't believe it. If you go to YouTube and you put in Bender Leadership Academy, not ashamed, how many videos come up? And you will see people like Valerie Jarrett and Brett Hundley. You'll see an NFL star and you'll see Congress people and you'll see TV personalities and you'll see Ty Herndon, who I was just talking about. Uh, and you'll see advocates, disability rights advocates and high school students living with mental health disabilities. It is just awesome. Make sure Go to BenderLeadership.org and make a short video with your cell phone today to support hashtag not ashamed. I'll be looking for those from when this radio show was on. So you better get out there, do that little short video and put it out there today. Don't forget. And we also have a big initiative called Slaughter Stigma named after my good friend Karen Slaughter, who, wow, if you didn't know who she was, I'll bet you do now with that Will Trent TV show because Karen, it's based on the book she wrote about Will Trent. But she is allowing us to use her name, Slaughter Stigma, to really work to get rid of stigma. And once again, 
for high school students living with mental health disabilities, it's, you know, we lose kids. So please go to vendorleadership.org, make a donation to the Mary Brocker Mental Health Initiative. And uh, Leanne, I know you know when Mary was at those classes, how she would befriend different students and go off and talk to them in Delaware. Yeah, Mary, the students just loved Mary so much, um, and they felt that they could share with her. So you would, they would come into the class, and they would go in and search out Mary just to talk to her and share information. And Mary, they, uh, they just um, And Joyce, I have to say, all the students love the program, and having someone care such as yourself and Mary care about them and helping to make them be successful. Because I know even now, Joyce, a lot of the students do still keep in touch with you. Yeah, That's they do. That's how much they appreciate the opportunity because you and Mary listen to them. They don't always have that from adults who will truly listen to them um, and that they can share things with. Yeah, I mean, that is so true. And Scott, before we take our next call, uh, we didn't get to talk about the mentoring program yet. No, we did not. And um, I am so excited about this, Joyce, because <laughs> Bender Leadership Academy is growing. And um, so we started um, the Bender Mentoring Initiative. And so what happened is we, are, we partnered up with Partners for Youth with Disabilities, um, and who uh, received the grant from the Office of Juvenile Justice and Delinquency Prevention to create, again, the Bender Mentoring Initiative. Because I think it's 65 to 70% of juvenile justice-involved youth have a disability, which is three times higher than the rate of youth without disabilities. So fueled by the bullying and lowered expectation from adults and the systematic barriers Many youth with disabilities are left feeling inadequate, <coughs> isolated, with fewer opportunities to connect to the community than non-disabled youth. And there's research that shows there's a correlation between failure in school, unemployment, and law-violating behavior, and youth with disabilities who fail to graduate are almost six times more likely to be involved in the juvenile justice system and often have higher levels of disciplinary actions within the school. So with this Bender Mentoring Initiative, our goal is to improve the outcomes for at-risk youth in mentoring programs by providing supported mentoring opportunities for youth with disabilities, um, for at-risk juvenile delinquents, um, in this expanded um, or this high-quality evidence-based mentoring program. So what we're doing is we're trying to increase or expand the reach to the number of high-risk um, youth receiving mentoring services and create a, a mentor-mentee program. So we want, we're want we looking for mentors to mentor these youth with disabilities between 11 and 17 uh, years of age to guide them, to help them. You know, we're asking for somebody to just donate their time, like four to six hours a month for a one-year um, to help uh, with these uh, uh, youth with disabilities, to, to get them back on track, to help them, you know, make sure they're staying in school. And it could be just a friendship and going to a ball game or just talking to them on the phone or, you know, just making sure that they have somebody 
to mentor them, to be an adult, to help them, to guide them. So if anybody out there is looking um, to mentor some youth with disabilities in Pennsylvania, uh, please contact us. Um, and you know, if there's anybody, teachers or educators, educators out there who know of youth with disabilities who may need uh, to be mentored, please let us know. It's a, a brand new um, initiative that we're just starting and getting off the ground um, uh, this year. Yeah, okay, so where do they go, Scott? Um, they some... can um, go to our website, BenderLeadership.org, or they can just uh, email me at shammerstrom at BenderLeadership.org. BenderLeadership.org. Make sure you do, and tell someone, tell someone about it. Okay, well, we have a caller on the line. Another one of my favorite Bender people. Gerald, are you on the line? I am. Hello, Joyce. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How about you, Gerald? Oh, I'm wonderful, especially after hearing about a reminder of all the great things that are going on at the Bender Leadership Academy right now. Yeah, isn't it awesome? It is really awesome. It really is. So what news do you have for us today, Gerald? Well, thanks, as always, for getting me call in with the, the Bender Consulting update here at Bender Consulting Services. We're real excited because next Wednesday, April, is going to be our Bender Virtual Career Fair. Once again, that's next Wednesday, and we are so excited because we have over 40 companies and federal agencies, other employers registered, representing across the nation, job opportunities for people with disabilities. We're going to have over 1,000 applicants with disabilities signing up, looking for work. So it's a, going to be a really great opportunity for both companies and for employee, and for potential employees, for candidates with disabilities looking for work. So I wanted to Give a quick shout out about that. If you're interested in registering as a company, you can still do that, uh, or as a candidate. Um, candidates register for free. You can visit our website to learn more at BenderConsult.com. Uh, just click on Careers and Virtual Career Fair to get the information and to register for the event. And Leanne. You know how great this is because don't you get a lot of companies that want to participate? Oh, yes. Um, actually, I think, as Gerald said, we're over 40 companies. Um, they call. I send out emails to remind them of the upcoming fairs. Uh, many of them actually will reach out and say, what's the dates for the new year? So they're very excited because they get the opportunity to meet a wide range of candidates with disabilities. Because it's virtual, without the travel, they can get to more candidates that way or job seekers. So they're very excited to have that chance to talk to them and really look forward to the fair to come up each year. Yes, we are. Great way, great way to get a job. Gerald, how does that work for people who are deaf? Well, the whole career fair is just done through text chat. So... You know, there's, you don't have to worry about an interpreter or anything. There's not really 
um, as much of a voice component to this. Um, it's just kind of like the old days of LL chat rooms, if anyone knows what I'm talking about with that. You get into a room, uh, a chat room with employers, and they're there to talk with you, type messages back and forth, either in the general chat to the whole group or what we do and what many other employers do, um, pull up a separate window and have a private one-on-one -on -one conversation with a job seeker to kind of have a mini interview with them on the spot to see if they are a fit for the jobs you're recruiting for. And Gerald, do you see people get jobs from this? Oh, yes, all the time. We see a lot of success from these events. We have many employers that have been participating in it for years because of the candidates they get for their opportunities to hire. And I know we have placed several candidates into jobs and hired them for opportunities that we have recruited from our career fairs as well. And are you we looking for all kinds of skills, Gerald? Yeah, there's opportunities across the U.S. in all different types of disciplines, a lot of IT, finance, engineering roles. But, I mean, we have federal agencies with lots of unique, diverse portfolios of positions. So, really, if you're looking for any job, <laughs> I highly recommend signing up for the event. Gerald, what does it cost to do this? For a candidate, it is completely free. Yes. Um, to, to register. For an employer, the cost will vary. If you are interested in sponsoring the event, you can get a little access to some bonus features, but at the minimum for the pricing for an employer, it is $495. So that to access thousands of applicants' resumes is really, it's such a great opportunity. Leah, do they get in touch with you? A, a, a company, how does that work? So it, ha it can um, work a number can, of ways, Gerald. Yeah, I can feel that. So it's the same process. If you want to register as a company, go to BenderConsult.com, click on the virtual, career pair, pay, the virtual career fair page in our career section. If you click register, it'll ask you from there on our, the career fair site if you are an employer or a job seeker. And same process, just real simple. Well, I think everyone should be involved in this virtual career fair. I mean, I'm not kidding you. There's so many, uh, as Carol told you, not just private sector, but federal agencies. And just as Leanne said, Leanne, when you, I've been on the phone, when you've been because you uh, are the marketing director with the accounts. I've been with you so many times on the phone, and often I hear people say, when is that virtual career fair? Yeah, they they love the fair. Um, even today I have a voice message to give some, a company call back to answer some questions that they have. Um, so they look for me to send out information. A lot of the companies I reach out to and remind them of the upcoming fair but one of the things that the companies really love is they have access to all of the resumes for the job seekers that have signed up, that they can download that and they can access it at any time. So it's not just the one to talk to during the fair. They have access to all of them that have signed up. So maybe a couple months down the road, a company has a different position they need to fill. They can actually go there, look at the candidates, and reach out. 
Okay, Gerald, one more time. What is the date? It is next Wednesday, so one week from tomorrow, April 26th. April 26th, because you got time to tell everyone. You've got time to share this uh, podcast with other people. You could be helping someone find employment, or it could be you, or it could be uh, a business listening, or a not-for-profit, a uh, someone in the federal government that says, whoa, I want to be involved in this. And you go to BenderConsult.com. Now, don't forget, BenderLeadership.org. You heard about all these wonderful programs. And, you know, we hope you will make a donation. Just go to BenderLeadership.org. You know, fight the fight for these high school students living with disabilities and mental health disabilities. Go make a donation. It doesn't matter how small. Everything counts. Uh, Gerald, Scott, Leanne, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you, Joyce. And we end. You're welcome. We end every show with a quote, and today it is. The best and most beautiful things in the world cannot be seen or even touched. They must be felt with the heart, said Helen Keller. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you next week. And in the words of Mary Brocker, choose joy. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. We are the leader in live Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com.